Ladies and gentlemen, grab your drinks and popcorn. Today's feature is about to begin. Welcome to Celluloid Codswallop. Hello and welcome to this week's Celluloid Codswallop. Slightly different this time, it's a bit spooktastic and we have two guests on this week's Celluloid Codswallop who are very new to the podcasting game. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves, that they're obviously, you know, uh, Celluloid Codswallop uh, and, you know, podcasting virgins. So who'd like to speak first? Do you not remember me, James? No? I we podcasted on... Picard and, and all the other shit that we've done in Celluloid Codswallop. That must be having a moment of brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't brain fog, Matt. That's what the problem is. It's me. It's the mad it ginger. Is, it is, of course. I jest. This is the, the mad ginger one, my mistress. But I don't oh, yes. know who the, who, who's the other person. Cause I, it's your bloody wife. <laughs> wow. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's all in jest, people. But, you know, as yeah. I'm sure you understand, this is a very, very scary position for me to be in because I have both the missus and the mistress. So, And if <laughs> by per- now you don't know who, what my voice is, I'm Gemma. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we treat you. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I even said hi, it's Joanne. I just said it's me, the ginger one. So we yeah. should probably go, yeah, it's your woman's the Irish one. <laughs> Let's face it, who else has this accent on the podcast? Nope. Well, no one now, because yep. <laughs> Gabrielle nope. doesn't look like she's coming back, does she? So, I mean, she's always welcome to. <laughs> Your helper, Ashley, she's lying at, lying at home at the moment. She had an operation today. Oh. going to say, I thought I'd read something about that. How's the recovery going? Not too bad. She's high as a kite at the moment and sent me garbled text messages. Is this where we send a blank checks? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's quite funny, actually, when you read it. It's just back to front and... It's like, and she sent me a picture this morning and said, I'm really high. <laughs> Great. Oh, well, yeah, get I, well soon, Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah, get well soon, Gabrielle. I used to have the same problem. It makes me feel better, Gabrielle, when I used to drink a lot uh, and I'd send like the most horrendous texts to people. Yeah. When I was absolutely out my mind. My girlfriend at the time was like, have you read? She like, when I was sober and she'd be showing me them. And they were just like, they, they were terrible. Because I'd be drunk texting and I'd be trying to make myself things to eat. So, ah, <laughs> uh, fun times. <laughs> uh, must, your, your dick pics must have been horrendous at that time. Horrendous or good, who knows? I can't possibly <laughs> comment on whether I would ever, ever have done anything like that for purely legal reasons. <laughs> well, anyway, should we get on to our Halloween spectacular? Because we tricked the listeners twice. Oh, salty tapo, sorry. <laughs> I forgot where I was. Third um, time now, if we, we're telling the listeners, they're like, what are we tuned into? How are these people? <laughs> the guy who normally does this doesn't know who the people he works with are. And one of them doesn't know who the listeners are. I mean, the salty tadpoles. So I'm going to hand this over to you, Gemma, because this was actually normally it's me who who has some sort of mad focus on discussing a film. And I'm going to scare the salty tadpoles with this one, because guess what, kids? I'm here. Joanne's here, but we're not discussing a DC film. 
No, I know. It's amazing. I'm sure you'll yeah. find some sort of connection, though. You always seem to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Gemma, because this was your inspired choice. <laughs> it was. Well, the obviously, first of all, this episode is out on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, I'm just waiting to I'm just, I'm just waiting to hear the dog barking, but go on. No. He's alright because he's uh he's in the hallway. He's just been out, Aww. so he's all good. Well, we'll find out if he is, but it it creates the ambiance, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> so on this dark, stormy evening, we have chosen to review the film Shaun of the Dead. Because well, yeah, because it's uh, obviously a Halloween episode, so you know mm-hmm. we wanted to do like a movie review. And uh, Joanne said previously that she doesn't like sort of horror films, but she also said she didn't like zombies as well. So I didn't think that this one would actually go down very well. But she said, you know, because it's a comedy zombie film, and obviously being a comedy podcast, we're uh, doing the whole you know twist on things today so that's why this film has been chosen because we all agreed on it didn't we so we yep. did we did it's and yep. it's one that i'd not seen for ages oh, it was I've, really nice to actually you know slip into a comfortable pair of shoes so to speak and watch it uh yeah and the weirdest thing not to go too far ahead is just looking at how much of the cast i recognize from other things but also how young everybody looked in it yes <laughs> oh i know I know, because and it's also the start of the Cornetto trilogy as well. I assume you guys know that, but with mm-hmm. regards to um, like Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and oh my god, Nick Frost, I couldn't think what his name was then. Uh, they yeah, they created uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and I'm blanking on the last one. Oh, it, end of the world? No, is it World's, World's End? End? No. Yes. Yes. No. no. What, what, it's Hold on. World's End is a pub in Edinburgh. It is. Well, yeah, there's we, quite a few World's End, but yeah. Are you enjoying the salty tadpoles? We're, we're confused. We don't know what's going on. So basically, it's a normal episode of either Codswallop or Sellywood Codswallop. <laughs> you know, I have to say, the bit about the zombies, I should explain. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a phobia for zombies. Some people have it for spiders. I have it for zombies. And I was watching it actually last night, and the other half himself walked in and went, watching a zombie movie I went yeah this one we've seen it before but it's okay it's a comedy and the only other one that I don't mind in fact I absolutely adore with zombies is the Evil Dead trilogy and Army of Darkness the TV series that's it but that's probably mostly because of Bruce Campbell to be fair though you could have said to Simon they're forcing me to watch this I <laughs> know they're coming to get you Barbara she, she, she'll look really really upset and said they're forcing me to watch this <laughs> yeah I, I had seen I had seen, do you know what it is? It's the whole being ripped apart and eaten. And I don't mean in, hey baby, in a sexual sort of way. I just mean <laughs> as in my internal organs being taken out. Because there is one scene, I'm going to jump way to the end of the movie, but there is one scene where one of the characters is being disemboweled. Yep. And, um, and actually this happened a couple of times. I thought, oh no, oh no, I'm being triggered. I can't take this. <laughs> well, as we're being triggered, I might trigger you both as well, because actually I was wrong earlier. The World's End was the third one. So I do apologize, but thank you very much for uh, saying that one, because you guys were right and I was wrong. So, <laughs> oh, good. 
So well, good. it wasn't wrong. I just didn't agree. <laughs> okay. That's a very All tactical right. way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, let's get into the film, shall we? Absolutely. Obviously, other than the zombies side of things, first of all, did you um, see the sort of Dawn of the Dead connection at the very start? Um, I, I, I did a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw it a little bit. Yeah, because it was also like in with regards to like the intro music as well, because they actually used the Dawn of the Dead intro music. The you Ooh. know when when you actually before you actually see any of the characters on the film sort of thing. Well, on the Dawn of the Dead thing, I've got from when I was reading, uh, Romero was so impressed by this that he actually gave them parts in one of the films he made. He did, yes. Because yes. Mm-hmm. I've got the DVD of this film as well as watching it on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, because there's like little outros, you know, bits, um, sort of extra bits, isn't there, on DVDs, and they actually showed the the extras of the fact that they were on the George Romero films and stuff like that as well. So, you know, that that was obviously really good for them as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, and I, I always like with when you're looking at, I mean, like on the Cornetto trilogy, the one that I really like is Hot Fuzz. But yeah, I like yeah, the fact that when you're watching the work uh, that, you know, Peg and Frost do, it's you can always tell this, that, that they are leaning towards something that's influenced them and they try and get people involved who've influenced them film-wise, yeah. thematically, which is something I do like about it. And they are... They always come across, even with some really terrible traits in the characters, they always at least come across as likable. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I agree with that. And um, I, I don't want to gloat, but having met Simon Pegg uh, a couple of years ago, thanks to Graham Arnold, well, I mean, I would have met him anyway, but Graham Arnold paid for me to get an autograph with him. And he is such a nice guy in real life as well. So, I mean, obviously he was... He was there at a convention, so the likelihood was it is. London? Yeah, yeah, it was the time yeah. when you couldn't make it, unfortunately. I, get that. I know, <laughs> that's why I remember it. <laughs> yeah, 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 so he was, he was such a lovely guy, and I actually got a crochet, I'm oh, sorry, somebody crocheted for me a Cornetto, and I actually gave it to him. <laughs> was he it brilliant? the right colour, though? Was it yeah, the right he said, colour? He said he was going to put it on his, um, his shelf, so, uh, yeah, Sweet. I don't know. I don't know if he did, obviously, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, Jim. I cling to the dream, cling to the dream. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he did. He did, obviously. Yeah. yeah. We'll just break. We'll break into his house and rifle through his things. And if we don't find it on a shelf, then we'll just, I don't know, we'll club him to death. I actually have a hammer here in the living room at the moment, so maybe be able to use it. Actually, <laughs> tacti- tactically right now, I'm probably well placed to take out any zombies because I'm back to archery again. So I could get the bow yep. out. And literally, there is a hammer sitting in the living room at the moment because I've been working on costumes and I needed a <laughs> hammer for something and I haven't put it away. <laughs> well, actually, strangely enough, that was going to be my question at the end of the episode, but we may as well touch upon it now as you've um, brought it up. But I was going to say, do you think that you would be able to survive a zombie apocalypse, obviously, before we actually get into the nitty gritty of the film? So I'm quite good with weapons. Mm-hmm. So I could probably take down quite a few, but I think they just get you in the end. I mean, I know that they'd actually use this film as an example of if there had been a zombie apocalypse, what exactly would happen and how the, how the contagion would, would be spread. Yeah. So I think we're just basically fucked, to be perfectly honest. And given given what we've seen with COVID and the quarantines mm. and people 
panic buying toilet roll. I think mm. come the zombie uprising, we are snookered. There's not going to be all this community feeling uh, between people getting together and helping each other. I think there's just yeah, one for all yeah. and all for one. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> going to be somebody hiding, hiding out in a giant toilet roll somewhere in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Actually, again, as you brought that up as well, did you see the um, the skit or whatever, you know, the little bit that Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost did about the toilet toilet roll um, shortages at the, um, you know, like in the nope. beginning of the pandemic? I did not know. Well, they did. Um, so they basically kind of redone this film in a way, but just like between, you know, like they were doing like a video call kind of thing. And, you know, they were saying, oh, we'll just like, we'll go to the Winchester, we'll go to the pub, you know, whatnot. And, you know, the lines that they say in this film, you know, to kind of survive the pandemic kind of thing. And then I think it's Simon Pegg says to Nick Frost, or obviously the other way around, they say, by the way, have you got a toilet roll that I can borrow or have or whatever and uh the other the other one is like leaning on a pack of like 16 and says oh no sorry mate i'm out (laughs) well i think it's actually simon says it to nick frost because that would make sense because obviously nick frost's character is always on the phone sort of like trying to sell weed and stuff isn't he so (laughs) i think it's that way around yeah if i find it i'll uh i'll send it to you so you can see it as well yeah that would be cool it is interesting when you see this, certainly like there's a point when uh, Peg's character goes into, it's near the start of the film, he goes into the shop and they've got like on the front of one of the papers something says like super flu. So I'm thinking this is very, uh, it's very interesting to observe this after we've been, you know, we've gone through a global pandemic. So the question of would I survive a zombie apocalypse uh, as one of my colleagues once pointed out, if I ever go to prison for a crime, it's never going to be anything that's particularly, uh, you know, like, like a, a nasty violent crime. It's going to be some white collar crime, you know, like some sort of massive fraud. So would I survive a zombie apocalypse? Fuck no, I would not survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I, I would probably have to pay. Uh, I'd work on the principle of paying probably somebody like Joanna, who's good with weapons, to protect me. <laughs> I know which side my bread's buttered. I know I'm going to survive, how I'd survive. I'd probably have to highlight mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you'd survive prison either, James, to be honest. I think you'd be buying stupid in the shower. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be so popular. I recognise this. I would be so popular in prison. It'd be untrue. It's uh, the hair. Oh, yeah. That's the oh, hair. That would be the like hair. Yeah, the hair, the, the, the general looks. Yeah, I'd be... I'd be popular and not in a manner i'd want to be popular um yeah you'd learn how to happen. toss the salad <laughs> i don't Stop think i'd have so- any i don't think i'd have any option really would i it's like <laughs> yeah. you know do you know the other thing is to survive or not yeah about white collar crime i have visions of yeah. you if you end up in prison with your with your um your jacket sleeves rolled up and espadrilles mm-hmm. on and a sort of like a hawaiian shirt and the whole <laughs> the whole um Miami Vice sort of look about you as well with your 80s white collar crime or possibly mm-hmm. dressed like Patrick Bateman mm-hmm. I've got a different visual in my head very similar to what you just said so like uh, shirt sleeves all rolled up and stuff like that but actually stick on tattoos as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> quickly wash off in the showers yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I mean more than likely I would go in you know looking as I said, pro- well, as you sort of said, probably looking somewhat business-like, I'd 
probably wouldn't come out again. Uh, or if I did, I'd just be a husk of a human <laughs> being. But we seem to have digressed onto discussing my 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 possible incarceration, which I'm just going to play. I don't want to happen. I don't want to be done fraud or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, we've gone straight off the topic of the movie. So, <laughs> so let's begin then. So, like, obviously, even down to like the opening scene, it's it does make me laugh. Like how, you know, like you've got the humans that are all sort of moving. Uh, yeah. You know, like you've got the checkout operator, you've got the gangs that are walking through the street. And it's so typical of, I was going to say typical London, because obviously it's based in London, but it's mm-hmm. also typical human behaviour, because we it all is. act like robots, don't we? We all do the same things. And, you know, one person checks their phone and then yeah. the other people check their phones, you know, so... That's kind of like the opening sequence, isn't it? It's it's horrendously realistic for life, as you said, because think about it, you know, people on buses sitting there doing whatever, the way people are walking along, uh, the way people are working in the, in the supermarkets, everyone has really become sort of, um, in reality, mindless zombies to the way things are. Yeah. And it's also the one that always makes me laugh is something my dad said, which is when you go into a city centre or you go around places and people are doing a hands-free telephone conversation. They've mm, got one of yeah. pictures, and he said, you know, in the past you used to be able to tell the mental people from the other people to <laughs> be telling to themselves, and now you've got to weigh up the odds. Are they on the telephone or not? <laughs> I think this was 2004 as well. I can't yeah. remember back then whether, well, data wouldn't have been very prevalent. And did you notice how small the phones are back then? A big phone was, you were a weirdo. It wasn't the end thing. Small no, phones yeah. were the way to go. And if you sent a text message, you had to really mean it. Because you had to scroll through every blinking digit yeah. and work. I, I'm going off on a, a digress, 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 whatever. Uh, digress, digress. Seven, that'll be it. I'm off on a side mission here. Uh, seven years ago, uh, one of the, the one of the departments I was in, they, my mobile phone broke, my work mobile phone broke, and they gave me one that looked just like one of those phones. Oh, God. Shaun of the Dead. And I was, oh, at the you. time, I was actually having to send out tasks and information to project managers. And every time I put, every time I had to type out a text message with a load of information, my thumbs were aching by the end of it. <laughs> so I'm not surprised everybody was shuffling around because they're probably exhausted from texting all the time. <laughs> and that's, that's why. Brain injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's why, um, text talk was uh, a popular thing in those days because it's, it's not necessary now with kind of iPhones and you know, all other kind of mobile phones nowadays, really. But you know, it's like, oh, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what was wot yes you know were you and in the letter you up to uh, number two <laughs> at the weekend but it's like the at symbol and there's wk end or d you know kind of thing <laughs> yeah because it was you had so many characters you were, you were able mm. to yeah. put into one which was the equivalent of one text message and it was something like 10 12p whatever it was and every time yeah. you went above those characters then you were charged for a second text message. So the idea was to get it all into the one. Uh, yep. So you young people out there, you don't realise how good you have it. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> the other thing that really ages this film, though, is you see people smoking inside. We see smoking because yep. you yeah. don't really see that anymore, do you? They always say that about like when you watch Ghostbusters, one of the things that really ages that is people smoking. in it. But it was one of the things that really hit me watching this. I was like, holy shit, I remember being able to do that. Smoke in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> 2007 that bang came in <laughs> i know it well 
started in bloody Ireland as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, the joke was that back at the time was that suddenly everybody had stopped smoking and you could smell other people in the pub. Yeah. It was, the, the, the smoke was doing away with a lot of the BO. Yeah. Well, I see, I've never been a smoker, so I used to go out for a night and I would come home and I'd have to air my clothes for about two or three days if it was something that you could stick in the washing machine. So I, I was delighted with the smoke ban. But yes, it was a bit of a, a bit of a surprise when it came in because nobody thought the smoking lobby would have lost that one. Yeah, it was a, an interesting thing because, I mean, I haven't smoked for years. But yeah, it was uh, you would go out and be able to happily smoke. Well, inside, I used to smoke in restaurants. God, it was mm-hmm. great. But anyway, um. <laughs> we've been officially recording for about 20 minutes now. And we've actually covered that people look like zombies in real life. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the fact that I really want a cigarette. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, so do I. But, you know, we've got to record. So, and I'm yeah. actually a smoker. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but that, o- from... that opening scene is really clever because mm. the one thing, just to encapsulate the whole film, it feels extremely modern. Take the way that the technology and some of the TV programs and Trisha and all this sort of thing and VCRs and CRT monitors, the subject matter is very relevant today. How we live our mm-hmm. lives, we're probably more zombified now than we were even back then because of the access to technology and everybody's just engrossed in their own little worlds. And people are walking into each other. And you see people like walking their dogs now. They're not talking to their dogs anymore. They're yeah. just head down, phone on, and that's it. The dog's just wandering about that's heart's content, not getting any any information from its owner. And it just felt quite... 2021 right now after covid i thought it it yeah. was supposed to have been a reflection on the nine post 9-11 but to be perfectly honest if you brought that right up to date now it would the, the whole subject matter would feel fresh about covid true yeah i do like i do like the fact john that before you make that point you listed every single thing that made it old <laughs> <I know. laughs> it did it listen yeah there was a lot that makes it old but but the actual subject matter is fresh because you even have in it you have deniers in it as well you have people who who deny oh, no it's just mm-hmm. it's just a flu <laughs> i mean yeah. where heard that one i ran it under a tap but you are right on the fact that still this would work you could literally take this entire script, you could take the way it's put together, and you could make this now without any real problem. It, it would work as a subject matter. And it is very intelligent that they've taken a zombie film yeah. and made it into a comedy. I mean, that is a very intelligent way of doing things. Because most of the time when you look at anything that's a zombie film, and I guess you see in the other areas of the Conetto trilogy as well, they're taking what would archetypally be straight dramatic or horror pieces and turning something comedic and working. And it shows that how well this team actually operates, making mm. films that they've been able to do that. I think they cut their teeth on this movie. That's Definitely. certainly Yeah, um as clever as the opening scenes were, I very first time I went to watch this, I think I got through about the first fifteen minutes or so and I turned it off. It just didn't click with me at all. I, I find it slightly boring. It wasn't until the zombies came into it that suddenly my interest was piqued. And the second time I watched it, I had no bother at all for some reason. And even last night, I thought, I'm a bit bored at the beginning of this film, but I just need to hang in with it. And then once the zombies came, that was that's to me, it's really when it kicks off. It's the drudgery of everyday life, I think, that, that gets me at the beginning of the movie. 
Do you know, I think that's quite an interesting point, though, because if you think about everyday life, it's mm-hmm. boring. Mm-hmm. So life doesn't get exciting until something interesting or catastrophic or whatever happens you know kind of day-to-day life is pretty much routine and boring so in some ways you know like I can kind of see you know that you know almost that's kind of almost what they intended to do I suppose obviously Mm -hmm. they've put the jokes and stuff in there as well like you've got red on you and with a red pen and stuff like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah it is like mundane isn't it yeah and i had seen i had been a massive fan of spaced i don't know whether you'd seen that that was a yes. series that had been out sometime before yeah and they yeah. actually had a, a zombie bit within spaced because yeah. he'd been playing resident evil 2 all night and he was just out of his mind with it and hallucinating there was a zombie attack so that's where the inspiration came from it and to me spaced i haven't watched it now in a long time i actually picked up the box set one time extremely cheap in a charity shop and I keep meaning to go back to watch it again because it was like nothing else on TV at that time. Yeah. Well, it's currently on it's Netflix so as well if you wanted to oh, it? watch it. It's either Netflix or Amazon, but I'm pretty certain it's Netflix. So I'll, I'll, have, to, I'll have to take your words for it on space because I think I've only ever seen one episode of it. It was people I was at university with were really deeply into it, but I never yeah. ever saw it. But I mean, like one of the guys I was at uni with, I think, I mean, he's the one who got me into sort of watching some of these films, but he was really into space, uh, very much so. Yeah. It was great. I, I don't know whether it stands the test of time. I, I said the word time again. That's about four goals. I've, I've used the word time <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in the last two paragraphs. Have you but, got it on yeah. a bingo list, Joanne? I know. It's like every, How many times every time can I fit me? time in? <laughs> bingo! <laughs> Take a drink for every time I've said it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> There's another I mean, one. <laughs> What else I love when you're watching this film is seeing what else people have gone on to, because you've got some people who've gone on to some really sort of, I mean, big, big things. You know, Peg's gone on to do Star Trek, and, uh, God, I can never pronounce Peter, uh, the guy they live with whose name, I can never pronounce his surname. No, uh, I went, can't either. So we'll just call him Peter. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. He went on to doing things like, was it The Tick? And he, he was in, um, God, what's it called? Guy of the Galaxy. So he's... Yeah. He's got some big stuff. And yeah, uh, and Nick you Frost have, has as well. So yeah, Stella Moran did Black Books. Yes, yeah, yep. and Which is brilliant. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love me for this. So all I know is it's it's Jasper Carrot's daughter's in this. Yeah, whose name I cannot remember. Jessica Hine. Yeah, yeah. Now I said I'd do it, or you said it'd happen. DC Comics link, Wonder Woman. <laughs> She was. Yes. Yes. Because I thought. Bow down to me. That's right. Oh, and I'm trying to remember her name because I have a pop of that character. They were selling them out cheap. Oh, damn it. She was really good in Wonder Woman. She's also in. How I remembered her. I completely forgot about the the DC bit. I remembered her from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because she's one of the aunties in it. That's true. I've not seen it, but I did. Yeah. That's right. She was she was the the assistant to the she's guy not, that turned out to be Mars. She's not one of the aunties, is she not? Am I? I don't think so. I'm just getting a bit mixed up. The <laughs> new stuff. I thought she was in it. Doesn't look like it. I thought that was her. I can't see. No, I'm pretty certain it's not her. Lucy Davis. Ah, right. Yeah, Lucy so, Davis is the auntie. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I got that completely wrong. See, this is the problem. When everybody, when people are young, I get them mixed up. 
<laughs> so basically what you're saying is uh, all white people look the same <laughs> pretty much to me yes <laughs> especially when they're young you know, people are they're just, they're just all look so young it's one of those movies where you go I know him. Hang on, hang on, but have we not all been discussing uh, Lucy Davis? No. <laughs> Apparently uh, not. But no, no. I... We are discussing Lucy Davis because Lucy Davis is is definitely in this. She's, she plays Diane in Shaun of the Dead. She's the lady who's in Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 is to Candy. And she definitely was in Sabrina. Yep. Uh, yep. She she 100% was, but I was talking about Jessica Hines. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> See, this is where I got really confused. I thought, the show was about Lucy Davis. How did we get onto Jessica Hines, who was in space? Because you brought it up. You said Jessica, well, I don't know if it was right, no, but you I said Jessica Carrot's daughter. I said Jessica Carrot's daughter. That's Lucy Davis. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that, but I said Jessica Hines, and you said, <laughs> yeah. Like really, yeah, yeah, ignore. So we've just basically, it's great using this salty tadpoles. We've managed to have all three of us. We've kind of... We've kind of been in the right ballpark. I didn't know the person's name. I had to go on to, to be absolutely sure it was. And we all kind of meant the same thing, but didn't mean the same person. Weird. Yeah. Don't, don't edit this at all, because this is just no. classic. This is what goes on behind the, the scenes where everybody goes, This, you know, this really you know, is, the Halloween, like, this is the Halloween horror episode, because we are literally <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's just so weird and horrific. <laughs> and the final trick is, we're not going to talk anything about this film. <laughs> No, we're not. We're probably just going to skirt around the edges and discuss all the people who were kind of involved with it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I was going to say with regards to like the first, you know, I'm going to jump into the film now. <laughs> so you know, you've got the first sort of scenes, which you know, it's kind of mundane life. Um, you know, uh, Sean is his girlfriend's you know kind of had enough of him really uh you know they're doing the same old thing which is basically they go to the pub every day blah 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 it looks like the two of them are just having an intimate conversation but then also then all all of a sudden like the camera pans out and you see like she's brought her best friends which is lucy davis and dylan dylan thomas is it <laughs> dylan thomas he's not your writer Dylan Moran. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Moran. Moran. Dylan Thomas is a, is a poet. No, he's a poet. He's been dead for quite a long time. Okay. I'm, can I, mean, I just say, I'm, I'm loving, I am loving this episode. It's definitely it, the, the level of madness. It's, 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 this is brilliant. I can imagine if I played this to my dad, he'd be going, and what film were you discussing? <laughs> oh, the tears are tripping me. <laughs> can I just say, if Dylan Thomas was in, I'd be really impressed. Yeah, well, he could have been. been one of the zombies, guys. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, i got to look up to see when he died. He was a Welsh <laughs> poet. Let's see. Um, he died well, in 1953, so he could have been a zombie. <laughs> if he was, there, he was a zombie. He'd be a bit whiffy, though. <laughs> That's true. Oh dear. And anyway, so Ed's there as well, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's just basically mundane life until, like you know, like Joanne said, that the action kind of starts up really on kind of day two in a way. But they've also got an inability to not shut doors as well, have they? Well, the yeah, I mean, they live in a pretty disgusting <laughs> environment. 
It's like just looking at student housing, really. All the worst possible forms of it. There, there is one bit where actually um, Simon Pegg says to the Nick Frost character, <laughs> everybody's name's just gone out of my head now because I'm still laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you clean up? He went, yeah, I did earlier. Well, it, it's terrible now. I, I, yeah, but I had a few beers afterwards. It's <laughs> 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 just brilliant. <laughs> oh, which is ridiculous, isn't it? But uh, yeah, no, he j- he jotted down everybody's uh, you know answer machine messages, not just his own. <laughs> <laughs> so when the real, it, it, but also it's kind of like on day two, it's actually quite interesting because Sean goes out and he he gets his cornetto and his paper. Well, there's no papers, but he goes through his normal everyday life. And he completely misses the bloody handprint on the um on the door of the sort of Coke fridge type thing. Yeah. <laughs> he skids on the floor. <laughs> he completely misses everything. So it's like it is just like evidence of how people do just walk around in their own little days. And as Joanne said earlier, it's that well you both saw hit upon earlier. It's ever more so now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then they we then, can have a we can have a generation of people with really bad necks because they spend all the time looking at the smartphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The director, um, apparently that that scene where Sean is staggering off to the shop, it he took that from how he went one Sunday morning after a really heavy night's drinking, how he went to the corner shop and shuffled round everywhere, not noticing the thing that was going on. So they kind of kept that in the film. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's actually good that it's brought from sort of real life kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just completely oblivious. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't notice a thing. What what gets me is we're all seeing this. We're thinking because there's elements of it in the build up to that scene. You could yeah. see it. There's hints that the zombies are coming. There's the the tramp mm-hmm. that's eating the pigeons. There's there's the uh, the fella and girl outside the pub when they leave the Winchester that night. Oh, and they're yes. like, oh, you haven't eaten enough of you. And uh, <laughs> it's evident that she's, uh, I can't figure out which one was the zombie. And then there's mm. the other guy. They're singing a song to each other. Yeah. And yeah. one of the zombies is joining in. Yeah. That's when it really started to pick up for me. I I did. I really, really, really laughed at that bit. So it's the fact that they're, they're so shit faced that they don't notice all this is going around them. And it's quite because I can say this because I'm from across the water. It's such an quintessentially English type of, of reaction as we would see it to things like, oh, look, yeah. let's be terribly polite about this. I mean, nobody has any weapons of any mass destructions. destruction. I mean, they're, they're throwing shadow re- records at the zombies when they finally come across them. <laughs> they nothing of any use at all. I have to go into the shed actually to get anything and put a pin in the shed because the shed actually turns out to be quite important later on in the movie. It does, yes. Um, but yeah, going to the sort of girl, um, cause they find a girl in the garden, don't they? And, uh, they mm-hmm. think that she's incredibly drunk. And, yes. uh, you know, they're trying to take, um, you know, she's on top of Sean because, you know, she's trying to eat him, but, um, they, they think that she's like still really drunk. So Ed runs in to actually get a camera, disposable camera <laughs> to take a <laughs> <Yeah>. photo. <laughs> <laughs> and they pause at the right moment as well, just looking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not until they, um, you know, like Sean gets a little bit more sort of aggressive in a way and pushes her off and uh, she falls onto the um, uh, it's washing line stand it's, thing. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, 
and it, that's yeah. very well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the result that is very well done. Yes, it goes. Uh, yeah, it goes right through her. But then she starts getting up, and it's like they're like, hmm. <laughs> so they go in, of course, and put the telly on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the fact that they just literally just plant themselves in front of the TV, and they're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird, but you know, but then it's all over the news, you know, sort of saying about the fact that, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, this crazy thing going on at the moment. And the only way to survive it is to destroy the brain, you know, sort of take their heads off sort of thing. You know, typical things that people who like zombie films know. And then they realize the reference why I made the fact that they didn't shut the door was because then all of a sudden they look over. Yep. <laughs> it's a zombie just walked into the house. Isn't <laughs> it actually looks like either the best man or the groom. Yeah. The wedding, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's more the fact I like the way they react to it. The scream, you know, they'll, they'll sort of just throw their arms up when they're doing it, and then <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, ah, he's got no arm. <laughs> and, and then the moment when they suddenly remember that Pete might still be in the house. Yes. And ah, actually, yes. yeah. we, we've kind of skipped across the fact that Pete got bitten as well, didn't oh, we? Oh, gosh, yes, that's right. Yeah, his, uh, he thought that he was being mugged and somebody bit his hand. So, you know, he just got it bandaged, you know, put a plaster on it kind of thing. A very British thing to do as well. And so they realise that he's still in the house. And they're like, Pete. Pete, Pete <laughs> had a very cool voice. He has. He has got a very deep, husky voice, is not he? Okay. Yep, it, it is. I'm very envious of him for his voice. It's very good. <laughs> I don't know whether you should seen Black Books, but there's a great scene with him in Black Books where he is the shipping forecast announcer <laughs> on the on the news. Okay. On, on Radio whatever it is, Radio 4 or whatever, that comes on at 2 in the morning. And the female character, she actually masturbates to his voice. Yeah, she she rings him up, doesn't she? <laughs> she does, because he finishes, <laughs> so finishes the, the broadcast too soon. <laughs> See, I haven't really... I've watched Black Books, but I haven't watched it in full, so I don't know don't know it in great detail, to be honest. Oh, so, yeah, I'll have, to get, I'll have to put that on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I know that the father... For, or the father. The, the writer, it, he did Father Ted Graham Linehan. And okay. Yeah, there's. He's kind of had his detractors recently, uh, because he said some insensitive things on Twitter about trans people. So it's. I don't know whether it's cool to listen to or to watch his stuff anymore. But I watched it before that all kicked off, and I just love black books. I love Dylan Moran. I actually went to see him live one night in Belfast, not as a zombie, but actual <laughs> life. And uh, he he's brilliant. He's really really good. Yeah. But I mean, he- the cast. You, you can't fault that cast. No, definitely not. Is he as good as Dylan Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't this poetic, funny enough? And he didn't he didn't tell any limericks. Which <laughs> was really disappointing. <laughs> oh dear. Well at least I knew who Dylan Thomas was. Well I knew the name. It's all good. Yeah, well that's because we're all we're all very educated in this podcast. And I'm just exactly. wondering how many people what us the fact that we're cracking up laughing, many people are, are actually listening. Hopefully somebody's listening. But apart from that, how many people will listen and go, what the hell are they talking about? Who's Dylan Thomas? I'm hoping, not, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> not too many people. One of the things that I find interesting when I watch this film is their car. They've got the Renault. My friend used to have that car. So every time I see it, I just keep having like a flash thinking it's, it's worth more than my friend's old cars. It was a piece of crap. 
I will say that. I'll say that's somebody who's driven it. So I'm quite impressed that the character survives in this film. <laughs> well, it doesn't survive for long. No, yeah. but as long as he does <laughs> <Yes>. survive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that he wraps it round a lamppost or a tree or whatever it is and, and Simon this is whenever they go to rescue uh, her, her mum his mum his and mom, uh, yeah. his mum yeah oh by the way she's called Barbara and that was in reference to the first zombie movie by George and there's a there's a quote in it one of the characters is called Barbara and he says to her they're coming to get you Barbara and it's actually a quote from the movie they're coming yeah. to get you Barbara <laughs> yeah because that's what they do next isn't they they um after they've sorted out the three zombies that are kind of imminently on their doorstep they don't realize that pete's a zombie at this point i don't think no because they they haven't actually sought to pinch his car kind of thing or borrow borrow his car metaphorically <laughs> yeah they devise a plan don't they because sean and liz his girlfriend have just broken up so you know it's, that's why they went out drinking this is all over the place isn't it <laughs> <laughs> don't watch this along with the film don't listen to this along with the film because you're never going to get it <laughs> you're going to be constantly rewinding <laughs> I, I, I'd say do just to add to the confusion <laughs> do it just see if you, watch the film listen to this run it exactly the same time and see if you can follow the plot at all that treat this as a fun Halloween game yeah, yes. yeah, read some Dylan Thomas. Yes. Read some Dylan Thomas. Get some Wonder Woman and Eight Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman eighty four on so you know who Lucy Davis is. So you get the <laughs> reference. Or is it Jessica Hines? You see, you get ask yourself that question watching it. Who is this woman? Where have I seen her before? <laughs> she's not, but she's this is, not in Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what this is like? It's like when people get together after seeing the same movie in work or whatever or the pub. Yeah. Or you bump into your mates. Did you see such and such last night? Yeah. And you never talk about it in a linear fashion. No, it's always it's that bit at the end. What do you think of the end? And oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, but what about all the rest of the movie? You never talk about it as it actually happens. <laughs> or what happens is whenever James and I do that, it, for instance, like for Batman Returns, it went on for two and a half longer, two and a half hours, which is probably about an, an hour or so longer than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still would love to see how we would manage Zack Snyder's Justice League because that's like what? <laughs> no. Is it a four or six hour film? So I reckon we'd do that for those marathons, like a 12 hour run. Anyway, stop talking about DC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought us a film with Lucy Davis. I said I would find DC Lincoln. By God, I did it. You did. You did. Well did done. You? I'm very proud of you. Now back to the film. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Sean has broken up with his girlfriend, you know, because she just needs to kind of get a life and he's not going to, he's kind of holding her back and whatnot. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so he devise, he and Ed devise a plan because he's just had a telephone call from his mum, who's mm-hmm. Barbara. You know, they say, oh, you know, oh, mum, are you OK? And she's like, yes, yes, I'm OK. You know, but she's a bit hesitant as she's saying. So he goes, are you sure you're OK? And uh, and then they said that the stepdad, whose name's completely f- gone out of my head at the moment, but Bill Nye. Anyway. Uh, is it Philip? I think it's, I think it's Philip. Yes, that's right. So and she says that Phil's been bitten. 
um, both Ed and Sean sort of sigh and sort of say, oh, thank God, you know, like it's all good because he's the stepdad and they don't particularly get on. So, you know, neither of them care about him. <laughs> so, yeah, devises plan that they're going to go around. They're going to get Sean's mum. They're going to kill Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different film from Kill Bill. Kill yeah. Phil was the English Kill version. Phil. <laughs> they're going to go to Liz's and they're going to have a lovely cup of tea. But then, but then Ed's like, oh, I, yeah, but I want to have a place where I can smoke. So then the plan changes. <laughs> they're going to go, they're going to, you know, steal the car. They're going to go to their, uh, go to the mum's, kill Phil, <laughs> um, get, get Liz and then go to the Winchester, isn't it? Because that's when, Oh no, they were going to come back to their own house, but then they realized that wasn't safe. So then the last scenario is, is that all of that, apart from they're going to go to this pub, the Winchester, which is the story is kind of based around, isn't it? Yeah. And Ed's kind of keen to go to the Winchester as well, because he thinks that the, the Winchester rifle above the bar is, is live. Yeah. That hasn't been deactivated because he thought he said at the beginning beginning of the film that he thought the owner of the bar was connected with the, the mob yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so so yeah it's one thing having the idea then the next thing is putting the idea into into plan <laughs> which kind of quickly goes wrong doesn't it so oh yeah yeah <laughs> they're, they're not terribly good i mean uh, uh, they go from having a car to having a better car though to me personally i'm sorry i don't like jaguars no never did to get in a Jaguar with everybody in it to nothing <laughs> because that all goes horribly wrong as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they go to, um, they go to his mum's, don't they? And, um, the red car, whatever, whatever, uh, the Renault. Renault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. You know, a red car with five can, wheels can, because there's a can, steering I wheel. Can, <laughs> I can tell I'm on a podcast with two women. <laughs> it was shiny. I don't tell that. Discussing cars. What was that? That red one. Red one. <laughs> I dare you, sir. This, I'm the one that has two motorbikes, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, to be honest, James, I think it's kind of only me that's struggling with the cars here. So. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. I'll take it back. <laughs> I, I, pers- I, I personally like the Jag, but, you know, that's just me. I guess it's just an old man's car, Jet. James, it's an old man's car. You don't really want a Jag. My stepdad has one. It's all wood and leather. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's not focus on the car. (laughs) (laughs) We were going to only record for an hour this episode. There we go. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) That's all good. Yeah, so anyway, they go to to the house and uh, Ed decides that he's going to drive around and uh beep the horn oh no he's parked and he's going to beep the horn if anything happens because at this point sean's only going in to get his mum kill phil and then get out you know kind of thing (laughs) but uh you know that goes wrong when philip is still alive (laughs) and his mum won't go anywhere without him Mm -hmm. and that's when Phil sort of turns around and, or Philip, whichever, he turns around and goes, you know, like says about the, the bite that he's got and, uh, that he's just run it under the tap. You know, he was fine. He's just run it under the tap. <laughs> I know they thought they were just waiting for the doctor. This is the thing that kind of confused me slightly was Phil, it, you get the impression that Phil had been bitten before they arrived, but it's not mm-hmm. until he's bitten 
later on, isn't it? That he actually physically turns into the zombie in the back of the, the Jag. Yeah. So it might take a bit of time because yeah. if you think about it, because when Pete got bitten, he got bitten the day before. Didn't oh, he? yes. True, yeah, true. He finds it because it's later on, isn't it? He? he finds Pete in the shower. Yeah. Yes. So he's a naked so, zombie. Yeah, it's a delay. <laughs> yeah, with a strategically placed gate. Um, yeah, it's uh, it must make a delayed reaction to the bite, mustn't it? Yeah. But then because he got bitten a second and third time, because there was like two two zombies sort of biting him then, I think it sort of upped the process. Yeah. It, yeah Increased his viral load. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, stung by three wasps, I guess. <laughs> that would be worse. And what, being stung by a wasp would be worse than getting eaten by a zombie? <laughs> Depends how you look at it, I guess. Depends yeah. How much you like wasps. <laughs> I hate the little bastards. I mean, I do. <laughs> I, well, I'm looking at it that the, the risk of being stung by a wasp is say 70% and the risk of being bitten by a zombie is maybe 0% <laughs> and yet you've still got a fear of zombies all I'm going to say is all I'm going to say is who knows because there, there is in reality a uh, plan that was written up what would happen for the military to deal with the zombie apocalypse Ooh. I think they'd be better off just shooting themselves <laughs> but there yeah, has probably. actually been something written up to deal with that. What the actual situation would be, and how you deal <laughs> with that sort of thing. Just on a on a side mission here again. Mm-hmm. There's a great book called World War Z. Ignore the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Read the book. yeah, yeah, because the book is superb and it talks about what happens from patient zero on up to practically the human race being made extinct and all animal all animals all all mammals and it's phenomenal and it's a very haunting sort of book. It's it's completely the opposite of Shaun of the Dead. I never watched the movie because it has zombies in it, but the book is absolutely fantastic. I was going to say, I watched the film World War Z, and I actually did quite enjoy it. So Yeah, um, I, I couldn't watch it because the zombies were running and all sorts of things. and just yeah, At least the zombies like, in the shuffle. Yeah, I don't like fast zombies. No, that's not real. No. Oh. I mean, there, there is, I, I there is a... A link, sorry, to 28 Days Later in this movie as well. Is there's that? Mention, yeah, there's mention of rabbit, mon- ra- rabbit? rabbit monkeys later on, escaping oh, from yeah. some lab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, James, what are you desperately trying to say? Ah, well, I was going to say, it's all right, it's, it's, it's not too important. I'd just say that, obviously, watching this film, I would say for all the characters involved that, yes, it's awful that they're going through the zombie attacks, but it does seem quite a good stress reliever for them because they seem to spend all the time just hitting things with either, you know, Hockey sticks, cricket bats. Uh, so that there would be one benefit of you know zombie attack. It'd be a good way of getting all your anger and stress and resentment out, just beating things. Yeah, yes. and sometimes in time to cool music as well. That's true. Yeah. We need to cover that scene in great detail because that's one of my favourite mm. scenes. <laughs> well, not great detail, but at least a little bit of detail. <laughs> so anyway, the next trip is that they go. They do get. Um, they do get. Sean's mum and uh, they switch cars so because the other one's a write-off even though he was parked <laughs> he managed to <laughs> drive it into a lamppost <laughs> so you know so basically the four of them are in the car at the moment and they're going to Liz's flat you know they go to sort of save her 
at that point, you know, there's quite a few zombies that are outside of the flat. So, you know, they're a little bit worried about letting letting Sean in. But then he he does actually climb up to the window, doesn't he? To save them. Yeah, so he can get in. He's like waggling the uh, cricket. (laughs) I wonder what you're going to say there, James. (laughs) Well, got to keep you guessing. (laughs) He's a bit like the prince. Print. Oh, I just bit my tongue. Ah, oh. like the, uh, that was a bit of a zombie attack there. Um, it's a, it's a wee bit like the prince trying to rescue the the princess in the tower. Mm-hmm. You think yeah, about it climbing true. up. That is true. Oh, there you go. That's, that's me being all intelligent and shit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he makes it up to the flat and uh, you know he convinces them to uh, that you know he, that they need to come with him. And that their plan is to go to the Winchester. <laughs> and they're like, why the Winchester? You know, but then it's kind of a lot of repeating itself at this stage. So, you know, I've already said what the plan is. So, you know, you can go back honest, and listen that, what, to that, that bit. That would be a question I would ask. Why the Winchester? <laughs> why are we going to the pub in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what was quite cute? That the, that the mum and the ex-girlfriend finally get to meet. Yes. Yeah, that is one thing, isn't it? That is, uh, yeah, actually quite a nice thing. <laughs> so and it's all very like, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely to meet you. Um, so they're driving there and, um, then all of a sudden Phil, um, well, he has a very sentimental moment with Sean, you know, saying, you know, like kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, that, you know, Sean was 12 when he met and it's hard to be a stepdad and yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then Phil dies in the car. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that the car has still got child locks on it. So none of them <laughs> can get out. <laughs> so they're stuck. The ones that are in the bag are all stuck actually not being able to um actually get out of the car because obviously these child locks so they will basically at this point they will have to sort of get out as quickly as possible ed kind of does a little moment where he panics or he's not really sure what to do but he's you know kind of not opening the door is the main thing <laughs> yeah it, it, i would call a scene as ed is fucking useless <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So like Liz opens the door to let the three of them out, you know, the three people that are in the back out. <laughs> and then that means obviously they can't now get back into the car because uh, Phil, the zombie is in there now. So they have to go for a mission of actually going for, a, you know, kind of walking the streets of London to get to the back to the pub, really. Which ties in well to meeting people, doesn't it? It does, yeah, because this is where there's the crossover from space as well. <laughs> the alternative zombie hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is-, is that Jessica Jessica Carrot? Just for Carrot's daughter? No. <laughs> is it not? Who the fuck is Jasper Carrot's daughter? <laughs> for God's Lucy sake, Joe, you're, a D- you're a DC <laughs> fan. I know. You're supposed That's to okay. have this. <laughs> I got so confused earlier that I couldn't even remember which one was just. Yes. I would keep going and say Jessica Davis is blonde with a beanie hat on. So and that's Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
See, that's what James was, uh, not James, that's what Joanne was asking, not not who <laughs> who was the lady that was in DC. She was asking who was Jasper Carrot's daughter. <laughs> yeah, but she's the one who's in, uh, come on, stay with the salty tadpoles. <laughs> we can do this. Do you know what it's like? It's like trying to fight our way through dead brain cells, zombie brain cells to get to the Winchester. And it's we're like on a mission really, at the moment. Yeah, it's like really drunk people trying to have yes. a conversation. <laughs> Two or three drunk people trying to drive to the Winchester, shit-faced. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it is a brilliant little scene, though, for all the different actors, certainly. I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you what, this thing, this film, we mentioned, like, obviously DC, because we've got to, I've got to get that in some, I've got to find something to my But I do love that the, if you look to this from just like a, Another thing that's very British, but if you look at it from like a Doctor Who perspective, the amount of people who've been in Doctor Who who mm. are in this film is unbelievable, especially on that crossover bit, because I think pretty much all of them have actually at some point been in Doctor Who. Mark Gatiss is actually one of the um, one of the voiceovers in some of the TV programs. So you know the way that you get clips from TV programs coming through. Apparently, Mark Gatiss is one of the announcers in it, and he's cool. he's a writer for Doctor Who. Yep. And also Sherlock, and some of them have been in Sherlock too. Yep, it's a hell of a good crossover this film. If you wanted to find links about the British sort of film and TV thing, you're looking at it in this one. Yeah, it's a yeah, three degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of shit going on. Mm. Yeah, or is it six degrees. It's, it's, 60. Degrees. it's six degrees, but I'm enjoying. It. I want to know what the three degrees one is. What's the most simple game ever? Yeah, yeah, that one done. This is like when I ask you to mark something out of ten or five. You're asking me a really weird number. I'm like, give it out of five, John. Uh, well, I give it eight. I give it eight. Brilliant. That isn't why I asked, but brilliant. The three degrees was was a uh, singers in the seventies. I think the three degrees was a band. Yeah, it was three singers in the 70s. They were sort of like disco and things like that, weren't they? I don't know. know. Come on, Gemma, this is like herding cats, isn't it? It is like herding cats, you're right. (laughs) I get most things like the bloody dog nowadays. (laughs) No, No, James, I'm going to let you... She's telling the truth, Salty Tadpole. She does get more sense out of the doggy. I'm just laughing so much. <laughs> it's such a Halloween episode, isn't it? But perfect for us. No, James, I'm going to let you take this scene because you said you like this scene. So uh, you carry on. Well, there's, I just love the little the little part that cross each other. Uh, but I certainly just like the way you see all the different people interacting with one another, the different actors. But I think one of the favourite bits for me is actually the scene that just comes after. Okay, well... You've just you've just ruined the break se- great scene, so I'm I'm just going to take over yeah. again for a second, and All then right, you yeah. can talk that's about fine. the scene after. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so basically, I'm just trying to paint a picture, James. You know, come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be Bob Ross. Be Bob Ross. <laughs> the stars. Um. So basically, they're walking down an alleyway. Sean Sean's character meets up with an old friend, um, who is played by Jessica Hine. Or Heinz, sorry. And, you know, they're good friends, so they, you know, sort of say, oh, Sean, you know, kind of thing, and give each other hugs. But that's also like a spaced connection as well, because they were all, not all of them, but quite a few of them were in in space together as well. So as they're crossing over, what happens is, is that, you know, like Sean and Jessica Heinz character, 
they're kind of the leader. And then you've got the sort of boyfriend and girlfriend. Then you've got the mums. Then you've got like the best friend who is the other guy is played by Matt Lucas <laughs> and the so forth, so forth. So basically it's like a mirror image of the same people walking past, but like the male, female, in some cases, alternative. So, you know, it's quite a funny scene. So, you know, I didn't really want to slide over that, but there we go. Because no. <laughs> I was basically making a dog's dinner of that one, but it's like, the in fact, I'm going to help uh, Gemma out a little bit because I've managed to get a, well, no, she's made the choice herself, but to watch little bits of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. So if you, if you watch Seinfeld, there's something called the Bizarro scene. Where it's the alternate versions of the people, which is obviously what you're also getting here. But oh, the, the DC I, reference. Yeah. Did it yeah, even Bizarro. Realize, made it, made it even realizing it. But I particularly, because I, and I think I saw Hot Fuzz before this, uh, and I've gathered it's a trope in a lot of these Cornetto films, which is the, the idea of taking a shortcut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I just love how it never ever works. Like in this one, it's, <laughs> it just goes straight through it. <laughs> Go straight through what though? Yeah, through its fencing <laughs> panel, isn't it? He just boom. Yeah, he tries to jump over the fence because he's like being all cocky, isn't he? And uh, yeah, and and the fence panel just drops to the floor as he's trying to jump over it. <laughs> but I, I love the idea that when you're seeing them going to be able to actually get to the pub, it's obviously a lot of zombies. And yeah. the the thing they they, they work on the idea of this, you know, it's how are we going to get through to get into the Winchester. The thing they actually operate on is the idea of basically being zombies. So, yeah. which I, I don't think would work, but the idea of being zombies to get through the zombies. Yeah, and it's also quite funny as well, just before that bit, that um, Sean uses uh, the ladder of a slide to kind of step up to look over the last fence to see if. Um, you know, if there's any zombies at the sort of Winchester pub and he comes back down and they're like, so is there any? And he's like, lots. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know that was, that was quite chilling, but don't, yeah. we, we actually just missed an important part. His mum gets bitten. Yes. Ooh. As they're trying to do the shortcut because she thought, she thought she recognized one of the neighbors. It, it was such a, yeah, it was such, yeah. I know she was the mum, but she was a real mum character. I recognize yeah. some, my mum. In that mum, my mum's absolutely lovely, and I could just imagine her doing some of those things. Yeah, <laughs> stuff it with a tissue; it'll be fine. You know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the zombie comes in after her as well, don't they? And um, they, you know, they've got like a swing ball, and uh, yes. they decide to. <laughs> yeah, Sean's like swinging it around and bashing him on the head with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of using it to spear the damn zombie, he's yeah. ha- he's playing a game with the thing. <laughs> but then they end up, you know, he ends up sort of spearing it. That's where becoming zombies kind of comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's Lucy Davis's character idea of like doing it as almost like a, a, a well, like a dance exercise, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she's an actress, isn't she? Yeah. So she's performing. <laughs> In fact, but she's called the field actress by by Sean at one point. Well, she never he never called her a failed action uh, an actress, but she but he did. Sorry, she he uh, he never called her a failed actress, but she sorry, but he did call the chappy whatever his name is um, a wanker. <laughs> yeah, well that's true. <laughs> yeah, as he was. <laughs> so James, what happened in this scene then? Well, they've, they've, they've managed to finally get through, don't they? And they get 
obviously through all the zombies and they've gone to the pub. Uh, but outside the pub, but of course, they've still got hordes of little buggers hanging around creating a problem for them. You're going to have to tell me how here, because Nick Frost character, who's he on the phone to? Because they're trying to get into the pub and they can't get in. Yeah, so he's on the phone to somebody who's trying to buy weed off him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, mate, nah, I got none. I, I like, literally got lo- a little bit for myself. You know, nah, nah, I ain't got none. <laughs> so, yeah, him and Sean kind of have a big tiff outside the pub, don't they? But yeah, the and all the zombies of- watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- it's the solution of the, uh, you know, Dylan, uh, Dylan's character does of to try and get in. He just like loses his rank. Yeah. <laughs> and then throws it through the window. It's probably when you've got hordes of zombies outside, it's probably not the safest thing to do because they no. might be able to get through. But hats off to Sean for the fact that in order to, to allow them to give them this chance of life, he then basically works to distract all the zombies. He does. Yeah. He said, yeah, he ran off. And got them to follow him, didn't they? So yeah, he does like a weird dance in front of them to get their attention, and then sort of like runs off. So <laughs> <Like>, hey, <laughs> I, I that would work. I I don't know. Mm, I mean, obviously the zombies can't count. A we either go after one human and eat him, or we get the meat feast if we just stand around here. <laughs> it was probably the movement that they were attracted to, but yeah. Um, T Rex. Yes. <laughs> Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) T-Rex clapping. (laughs) Clever girl. (laughs) Poor T-Rexes. So anyway, so they they make their way into the pub as Sean is taking the zombies elsewhere. And, uh, you know, the next scene basically is that they've kind of boarded up the, the window with like tables and stuff. And they're trying to, you know, like they're trying to turn on the lights and he's like, well, you know, because the Dylan's character is actually called David. So just in case we reference him at any point, you know, because these names are coming <laughs> back to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's trying to turn on the lights and Liz is like, well, we don't want to give away our whereabouts, do we? You know, kind of thing. Don't be stupid. And and so they they kind of like also they hadn't boarded up the the window at this point because they're hoping that sean's going to come through the window but it turns out in the end that sean comes through the back door because he was going to tell them there is a back door entrance you know kind of thing he also also shows excellent reflexes on catching a packet of is it pork scratchings or something yes (laughs) Uh, yeah or peanuts i think because he offers everybody a peanut later on once once uh, they realize he doesn't actually have a plan because i think he he kind of becomes a hero to everyone yeah. Especially when they all think he's maybe dead. Suddenly he was the golden boy. And then when he arrives back and he gets the lights working, then he doesn't have a plan. And the disappointment between the group is palpable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the way they're all just sort of sat around in the dark drinking, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. probably at this point, if you think about it, you're thinking, well, you know, how are we going to get out of this? Options aren't looking very good. Let's just drink ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> well they managed to get the tv on but then they realized that literally nothing is on because obviously there's no one to actually yeah. put it on <laughs> um and then sort of the next bit of excitement really is oh when sean's putting the lights on he realizes that the zombies he thought he gave the slip to actually they followed him so <laughs> yeah that were... was pretty that was pretty yeah. awful that's a wee bit like 
whenever with with uh, I live about a mile away from Loch Ness. Yeah. Yes, not Loch Ness, Loch Ness. And so when the lock flies come out, if you put the ba- the window on, or no, hang on, if you put the light on, all the flies get yep. attracted to the window, and it's disgusting because they just crawl all over it. And that's just what that oh. reminded me of. Oh, that's you not sh- nice. No. Pictures, please, pictures, please. Oh, you just you just can't open the back door at all in the summer. If you put the back light on, oh, you can't open the door. And it's been particularly just, bad with the mild winter. Oh. I mean, I just like the way that in this film, when when he does, you know, he flicks on the power, sees all the zombies, and his reaction yeah. to it is, you know, pulls the blind down. Yes, <laughs> I just turn that light off. Turns the blind down and comes back in with that look of oh god, yeah. oh god. <laughs> it's it's not like they're moths and they'll go away because no. the lights turned off. But it is that look of like oh crap, you know, that you can see when he comes back into the actual main part of the pub and he's just looking like. He's in, well, he's terrified, isn't he? Because what yeah. the hell do you do? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and all of this is going on while the jukebox is playing. So that's why he's there to try and turn the jukebox off. Um, and Queen's Don't Stop Me Now is going on at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, because it all plays on random, doesn't it? <laughs> the, yeah. The jukebox. <laughs> but even down to, you know, like the lights flickering and stuff like that, it's all to the rhythm of the the music. Mm-hmm. as well and um then the landlord and the landlady i think it was bernie and something um bernie and john i think are the names uh, they burst through the the upstairs you know the the door that leads them to downstairs basically they live above the pub and uh yeah they're then bashing them on the head with um what's it called with a pool cue one knee <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's right, and it's all in time to the music as well. The yeah. choreography was fantastic. That must be great fun just to try and work that out. Yeah, and as I understand it, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that that guy, the pub landlord, I think he was actually a stunt double for somebody. Um, ah. So yeah, and I think I think it was to do with kind of like not necessarily good fellows, but that kind of thing. So, like, he was quite an important stunt double. Well, I remember reading that a lot of the people who are actually zombies in this got it because I think they were fans of space and they'd entered, like, a competition or something. Oh, that's cool. Zombies in the film. So yeah. yeah the, which, is, yep. which must be very cool, if you you know, to be, to be able to be part of that world. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, apparently, the amount of people turned up, they didn't have enough people, so they put out an open cast and a lot of people turned up, they got the part. But apparently a whole pile of kids turned up as well. So they ended up with 30 so- zombie children in the movie. Yeah, one of them plays football as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was, a, it was just, a, it is a brilliant scene. Do you know what it reminds me a wee bit of? There's a film, uh, Kingsman. Where, yeah, the fight oh, yeah, the Kingsman, the yeah. Yes, and it's to, this, uh, it's, a, it's a Sweet Home Alabama. No, it's not. It's a, it's a Leonard Skinner song, and he takes out, the the the, uh, the Baptists go mad in this church. He's in the church, and the Baptists, because they're all brainwashed, they go mad and they start a killing spree. And free bird. He, and, uh, yes, free. Absolutely that was it. Yeah. That, yes, that's what that scene reminds me of. I I I do obviously Kingsman was a lot. You know, it was two thousand whatever, so it was way after this. But I do wonder was it influenced by it because. Everything about that scene is perfect. Yeah, no, I'd agree. So I'd definitely agree with you. I'm just thinking because when it comes to the scene of when you see how bad the bite is on Penelope Wilton's wrist, 
the mum. Oh, it's nasty. With the, with the old tissue. All it makes me think of is my grandma, because she had a terrible habit of doing that, sticking tissues up her plumbing uh, tops. Not being bitten by zombies, people, don't be afraid. <laughs> uh, although if she's going to come back, it's going to get very worrying and messy, because, you know, it's going to be very dusty. Um, <laughs> pretty gritty. She, she you, wasn't you in the habit of getting hit, by, getting hit by pool cues either, obviously. So there's hey, two I things. Hey, I don't I can't. I don't know. She did her spare time. <laughs> it's not what she died off, sure it isn't. Getting <laughs> hit by a pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping not anyway. <laughs> so yeah, then sort of the kind of shit hits the van really, doesn't it? That like all of the zombies kind of break through the they glass and they in, don't Yeah, they burst in, in from all sides. <laughs> and David's trying to be a hero because obviously his mum's been bitten and they realise that she's going to turn into a zombie. But he he's uh what's what's the name for it? If you don't like guns, pacifist, is it? Probably. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily guns with you. Somebody who won't indulge in violence. You're a pacifist. Yeah. So he's got, yeah. So he's got that, um, sort of nature, but then he's the one who actually sort of pulls the gun, uh, you know, gets the shotgun and points it at yeah, Sean's the Winchester mum. gun, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't go down very well at all, really, because obviously, you know, it's Sean's mum and he's, she's only literally just died. Oh, no. I fair? think so. Sorry. Stop pointing that gun at my mum. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, I can see his point. I mean, you've got to, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'll be there, Sean, just go out the room. Just go somewhere else for a minute. But Sean ends up doing I it. Her- sorry. Yeah, I felt really sorry for him as well. But mm-hmm. um, Sean ends up doing it himself, I think, doesn't he? And, and it's quite shocking, that actually, that scene. Yeah. Because it's been a, a funny movie. Yeah. Even though there's death, there's gratuitous violence, it's still kind of funny. But we've got the we've got the stage where lovely Barbara, who's nice and just a really really good mum, he has to kill his mum. Yeah. And after coming to terms with Philip wasn't the bastard that he realised he's lost his dad, and he was upset about that. He's now had to kill his mum. Well, she was dead, but he had to sort of well kill her again, I suppose. Yeah. You are right because it is a big shift because they all turn on uh, uh, Dylan Moran's character, don't they? They all start mm-hmm. kind of like pointing, well, bottles and other things at him mm-hmm. to try and stop him doing it. And it is here where you see quite a tonal shift in the film. It goes from being okay, it's zombies, but it's a bit more light-hearted. To actually seeing the mo- a bit like a real emotional thing, and the, as you said, Sean has to make that horrible decision of. Well, shooting her, but let's be honest, she's dead already. So, but it is, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of he, well, he does what he has to do, even though he doesn't like it. So it's like the old yellow moment, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And you would hate to have to be in that position. Well, I suppose I you'd hate to have pos- to be in that position. I hate to be in the position of the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <I'm> <laughs> I just it. realised. <laughs> it won't be high on my list of like, you know, what do you want to do on your holiday? I don't know. Let's go somewhere that's zombified and full of potential death and, and, and dismemberment. Oh. Oh. Wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, no. oh I, I think that would be a lovely trip. <laughs> hey, whatever Get floats your boat. <laughs> make sure you make some sandwiches that's right because the mum at one point she was going to make some sandwiches during the zombie uprising Barbara's offered to make sandwiches before they go on the run 
<laughs> it makes perfect sense casting Penelope Wilton, though. You know, she's like, yeah. <laughs> always known for being very nice <laughs> sort oh, of character. Yeah, you did really, really sort of warm to her. And it is upsetting whenever she dies. Because it's kind of unexpected. You don't really think that the mum's going to, going to die. But in saying that, after that, once it's just the two of them, oh, well, and Ed, well, even Ed's been bitten by that time, you think, oh, it's not going to go well here for them. And you mean Ed's feeling, been bitten? Oh, my God. I know, he has. Get rid of him. But we haven't you don't, even got to that bit yet. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Apparently he's been bitten. But we'll not talk about that. <laughs> but it's the feeling of claustrophobia as the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. That I think's really done so well. You've comedy, 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 and all of a sudden it's, oh, this shit's for real. And you can't help mm. but think, well, what would I do in that situation? You're getting into sort of like, as, as it moves on, this scene, it, get, it gets very heated between them, but you're starting to see, well, A, there's one scene that's a, a real uh, homage to Romero's uh, dead films, where the yeah. guy's getting dismembered. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which can't have been fun for you to watch, John, but when oh, it's getting no. dismembered. And then it is, you, oh. you get into the, I mean, again, you see this sort of thing in the way this is slightly set up in the pub being the central point of a battle. You see it again echoed in uh, Hot Fuzz. But to me, this is the part where, again, I use that quote of, you know, the shit gets real yeah, because you see the proper levels of, you know, it steps up on the violence, it gets... Well, it gets more, more as you would expect in a zombie film, less comedic. And hats off for them for doing this. And yeah, I just think it's really well done. But yeah, uh, you get you know, naked Peter wandering in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taking a chunk out of Nick Frost's arm. No, uh, yeah, and Sean shoots him and shoots, I told you to leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> yes. And this is the part where it does get, it, it gets really bloody as well. It does. It does. And they stupidly leave the bullets on the bar, don't they? Because they set light to the bar with, uh, you know, with alcohol to kind of make a fort for them sort of thing so that the zombies can't get through. And, but then they leave the, well, the shells, let's say, on the, on the top of the bar so that when it comes to actually trying to use them in the gun, <laughs> they can't because obviously they're on the bar. You know, it's kind of on fire. But that actually worked out quite well in a way, didn't it? Because there was one zombie that tries to walk through the door who I believe is in Hot Fuzz. And I think she's actually the female owner of the pub in that film ah. as well. I think I think I've, I've got that correctly. But uh, yeah, she sort of walks in and uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, one of the sort of bullets goes off and hits her in the head <laughs> so luckily you know they were able to sort of make it down to the cellar to escape really haven't they well she's a lady you see early you see in early, early at the start of the film don't you just sat in the pub oh yes yeah so she again it, what i do like this is you are at least seeing recurring characters it's not like you're suddenly just getting zombies on top of zombies and top of zombies you see again what yeah. would probably well not probably, I suspect, if there was ever a zombie apocalypse and you're in an area and you're one of the fortunate ones who haven't been bitten, you're going to see people you know wandering around. It will happen. It's inevitable, and it's how you would deal with that. Yeah. But as we've said, I would be employing diehard commandos to protect me. So, you know, I'm quids in. You two, <laughs> bye-bye. I was going to say, I don't, ever think, I don't think I even answered that question, did I? I thought, yeah, I think we just got No, you did. That's true. I'll answer it right. at the end. <laughs> okay. It's all right. 
you know, my crack t- team of commandos would, uh, you know, if need be, make it quick. <laughs> well, in that case, then I'm going to jump in. I think that I would uh, survive for quite a while. I would be got in the end. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that I've got the ability to like hit them on the head and stuff like that, but I'm not very fast. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing that's a downfall. But you might, me. you might. <laughs> They, they, if you're not going to move fast, they might, and you you know you do that, you know you you act like a zombie. They might think yeah. you're a zombie, not her. <laughs> but you might actually survive the longest. I might, I might. We should do zombie impressions at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not to <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so basically, like the last scene, near enough the last scene anyway of the zombie bit is that Ed, Liz and Sean are the only three survivors, basically. And they're down in the cellar at this point. They realize that they've only got two bullets left in their gun and they're trying to work out how that they can get up to, because they think that if they're in the cellar, they can kind of get out through the, you know, through the sort of um, doors that open up on the, on the ground. What is that called? Do you mean the thing for like when it goes from the casks, the the ale casks come? Yeah. They can put them in, yeah. Yeah. The barrels can go in. Yeah, so that. Um, but then, yeah, it's kind of like they sort of give up a little bit. Sean had given up smoking. He survived the whole day without having a cigarette, which I'm very impressed of. <laughs> but Liz actually had his packet of cigarettes. <laughs> so they managed See? to have a cigarette. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic example there. Smoking doesn't actually kill you. Zombies no. do. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why it's all right, people. And <laughs> But as they go to light the cigarette, Obviously, they give one to Ed as well, who's, you know, he's very injured. He's been bitten, like we said. They find the controls to actually open up, you know, this door. I think, is it a trap door? Or it would be a trap. You know, it would be a trap door, yeah. It's the thing that I was like, when I was a kid, you used to love when it was closed and you walk past a pub, you'd always walk over it and rattle. Yeah. I'd never walk over them. I was too scared. So I always thought so I was going to fall through. One note I made when watching these, this scene is, obviously, they're talking at one stage about, like, you know, killing themselves and mm-hmm. looking at the way Sean is. I'm wondering if he's, he's like, bandana and things. He's a bit of a uh, nod to the deer hunter or something. Could be. Mm. Or Good Rambo. <laughs> yeah, Rambo the deer hunter. I think probably more the deer hunter, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Peggy, if you're listening, we want answers. <laughs> and an autograph. Yeah. And just to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, Gemma wants friendship. I want answers, but I also decided that, you know, John was right. I've got Star Trek stuff that I want signing so I can vlog it. So, I would like him to, I'd like him to kick Carl Urban. Ooh, in the nads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> Uh, so I'm bringing us back to the film we're so <laughs> close to the end guys we're so come on we can do oh, it oh yeah yeah oh, I'm so close I'm so close <laughs> a couple more minutes just, just say that again John <laughs> oh yeah so close <laughs> Ed sort of volunteers to stay behind because um, he's already injured they give him the gun so that at least he can kind of you know kill two zombies at least or himself if he prefers Mm -hmm. and they go up to the ground level and uh out on the really cool scene 
coming out. Yeah, and they're there with they've got you know like all the zombies around by them, and they've got you know they've got weapons that they can kind of you know bash them over the head with and whatnot. Then all of a sudden the army turn up, don't they? In true you know army fashion, they Last turn up. Minute. The heroes yeah. at the last minute. I love the way they're just like actually driving all the zombies and then they come out and just blasting them with absolute. <laughs> <laughs> but then who brought them there? It was Jessica Hines' character. Woohoo! And, and not the daughter of Jasper Carrot. And no, not the daughter we, of Jasper we've Carrot. Worked, we, we, <laughs> de- we've categorically worked out she's not Jasper Carrot's daughter. <laughs> Well, next time when I guess, James, you have to listen to what I'm saying. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, they the army come, they save the day, blah, 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 blah. Gets all boring at that point. And, uh, you know, good old army. Well done. Thank you for your service and all that jazz. Um, and uh, thank you for looking so good in uniform. <laughs> yeah, especially coming from Joanne. You know, thank you, army. <laughs> Yes, I do like the army now. I have a soft spot for army voice. (laughs) (laughs) And then the sort of final scene is that uh, him and Liz are just sat on the sofa. It must be Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning because they sort of said that they're going to have a roast, which typically on a Sunday is when people have a roast. Not always, but for the most part, it is the Sunday, isn't it? And... uh, yeah, they're just sort of flicking through, and it's kind of like life is just a bit boring again until but Sean so, goes to the shed. But but it is also the way that like you've seen how everything would react to, or would would deal with sort of zombie stuff. So they have like you no know, zombie days, you know, Z day remembered in the aftermath. Yeah, the fallout from people and all the people milking it, and then they're discussing it on like is it Vernon Kay's discussing it on T4? Bloody hell, that's a Blast from the past. Um, yeah. And tri- tri- is it Trisha mm-hmm. and things wrong Trisha. where they got like zombie people? Yeah. yeah. Like some people. And the guy, guy out of cold plays on T4, I think. Oh, thank uh, God. He, they went, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part for me. <laughs> Fucking Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really well done because it's totally believable yeah. how life goes back. I mean, obviously, you're taken from it as well that the outbreak was just a one off. It didn't go around the world. It just seemed to be London-centric or England-centric. You're not quite sure just how far out it went. I mean, it is slightly weird that they say, like, they're employing them, the zombies just working at supermarkets and <laughs> as trolley people and then have moved them <laughs> yes. on to, uh, to have, like, game shows where they're, yeah. where they're like, trying to chase, trying to get to meat and things to eat it. <laughs> yeah, and you see the um, the young lad from the sort of first scene as a zombie doing uh pulling pushing the trolleys don't you yeah. um so he's quite a big burly lad sort of thing you know and uh he's only 17 but everyone thinks he looks about 23 or whatever <laughs> so he's become a zombie yeah and then the sort of final scene really is that sean heads on down to the shed and who's in the shed Ed. Ed. It's Ed Shed. It's Ed Shed. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, Ed tries to take a nibble from his friend, but, you know, in the end, they decide to play um, computer games, you know, whatever that is, because I don't play them. It's some sort of yeah. weird PlayStation game, isn't it? Yeah. They, well, I mean, they somehow it could, play. Yeah, it could be Xbox. It could be, you know. 
<laughs> but yeah, either way, it's uh, player one has joined the game. Player two has joined the game. And did you notice that the girlfriend now, she's living with Sean, but she doesn't mind about the shed. She's like, yeah, whatever. Sure. Where you go. OK, then away you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you survive that, I think you're not really going to be as bothered about the small things anymore, are you? No. Well, apart from maybe Ed breaking his chains and coming to each in the middle of the night. That, yeah, that mm. would be a slight concern, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean that would that would probably be falling under the category of quite a big thing, though, not a small thing. <laughs> yeah. it, but to be fair, in the worst case scenario, you're gonna have to deal with Ed. Just you know, when he, he goes a bit you know bonkers like that, chop his head off. Job's yeah. done. Yeah. And, and, and he doesn't get exercised. I mean, are we talking a cruelty thing here? The hint hint almost is that the zombies are, you know, they're being cruelly treated. And you always feel maybe a wee bit sorry for them because yeah. they've become... I could just so, I could just imagine, you know, whole Facebook groups set up now to, to these zombies, yeah. free the zombies and sort of like yeah. animal rights campaigners, the equivalent, yeah. going in and breaking the zombies out. Z- zombies have rights to uh, that yeah. probably be headed up by Chris Martin uh, and the rest of the band. Uh, you Ashtar, know, he's, me zombie. He's so happy at the moment that is it if I've got this right that they've gone like carbon neutral for his uh, his world tour. Ugh, he can just fuck you know, off. Do you know the, the easiest way for yeah, the easiest way for him to go carbon neutral is not to go anywhere. Yeah. It's easy, Chris. Just don't go anywhere. Don't fucking do yeah. anything. Stay where it's you like- are. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but do you want to try and rate this film out of, I don't know, five or ten, Joanne? (laughs) Let's do it out of five, but we'll do it out of five zombie groans. You know, so like you have to groan. You know, for five. That sounds sounds like a car alarm going off. (laughs) I didn't do it perfectly, but you know. Oh, I, can't, I did it quite good earlier. Or possibly the worst wank ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, is that the most disappointing wank possible? I came. All right, James, you wank first then. Tell us what you think. Uh, what would I give it out? We're giving it out of five, so not ten. Just, just one precision. Five, yeah. Just, uh, what would I give it? <laughs> so if you haven't guessed, that's four. Okay, I was guessing three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 uh. Three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half, yeah. I assume at some point, Joanne, you popped a cork for champagne there. I did. It was like, oh, I've gone. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> and then, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and a cigarette lights up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just waiting for the, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the dog to start barking. <laughs> I need, I'm just practicing a minute. That's shit, isn't it? That's like a big burp. <laughs> or, a cre- or a creaky door. Okay. I want to eat your brains. I want to eat your brains. <laughs> Why did I come up with this idea? 
Okay. I don't know. Run with it. I'm enjoying this so far. I, yeah. I'm assuming, is this the mad scientist who's created them? Yes. What was mine? 4.5? Yeah! <laughs> and also, I think you might need some WD-40. I'm just not yeah. sure at this moment. If, if like, anyone's tuned in at this point, suddenly like... Got out they're a bit weird, aren't they? Why yeah. would you listen to a yeah. podcast at the end? No, but you know what I mean? They, they've, they've gone out the room, they've come back to it, they've left it running. You haven't tuned in to like, some sort of weird porno. We are still discussing... <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. These are actually the noise that James would make in prison when he's being fucked <laughs> <laughs> on the shore. <laughs> I don't know about you guys either, but did you kind of do like hand gestures and move your body at the same time as doing the noises? No. Just, oh, just no. me. <laughs> what sort of hand gestures are we talking about here, Jim? <laughs> I was just putting my arms up in the air and swaying from side to side sort of thing. You well, know, like, I mean, every... Everybody has their own orgasm technique, I suppose. I need to try that one myself sometime. Yeah, whatever works for you, you know. (laughs) Whatever for John. (laughs) Listen, listen, you two, I've never had any complaints, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I've said nothing. nothing. Uh, Well, I don't know. James, do you want to take us out? Because this is your... (laughs) Part of the show, and I want this to end now. <laughs> so, well, when I think taking out after we've discussed Shaun of the Dead, I'm just going to have to grab a rifle, clearly, and just you know kill you both. Uh, yeah, I'd say we have had a very interesting celluloid codswarp, but certainly this has been more interesting because it has been a Halloween-based episode discussing oh, yeah. <laughs> the the crazy spookiness with some slight comedy that is Shaun of the Dead. So. I would say we've been talking of celluloid codswarp. So I, as, as ever, have been James. I've right been now. Dylan Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've... Poetry. Thank you for your poetry, Dylan. <laughs> Thank you. And as always, I've been the dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Jasper Carr's daughter for the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bring the gemmerisms. <laughs>